Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Fall in love with the process. You're going to have a lot of ups and downs. When you're up, you're up. But when you're down, you're down. But we're all here to be the best version of ourselves. So enjoy the ride. (laughs) Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with today's guest, Morgan Henry. Morgan is joining us from Dallas, Texas. She is the founder of Cassini Capital Investment, which focuses on multifamily syndication. Morgan works full-time in construction management and civil engineering and is a GP on 400 units and an asset manager on 428 units. Morgan, thank you for joining us and how are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. The pleasure is ours, Morgan. Before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, so a little bit about me. I graduated from University of Central Oklahoma with a degree in criminal justice. I was also a collegiate athlete for four years, so I dedicate a lot of my work ethic that I have now from that. What sport did you play? 
I did rowing, the boats, not horses. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So criminal justice, how did you end up in real estate? So once I graduated college, I really struggled to find something that I was super passionate about. And I do love my current job as an inspector in civil engineering. That's the first job where I was actually like, yes, I enjoy this. And I love being active. So I started in the stock market in 2019. And I realized I loved doing the research that I was doing to try and find the best opportunities. But it was just so boring just buying a stock and then it's sitting there. I wanted something more. And I had been interested in real estate for a while, but I never really knew where to start. So my journey began in late 2020, early 2021, where I decided to cash out of the stock market and use that money to get a mentor. And I hit the ground running from there. Did you do it yourself or did you have people that did it with you? I did it myself. Of course, when you buy into a mentoring program, you have a whole community, right? So of course I wasn't alone, but for me, I am the only person in my family who is in real estate. I do not come from a real estate background. I knew absolutely nothing of this field. So talk about starting from ground zero and building up was a huge learning curve for me. Morgan, you were in civil engineering and construction management. What did that job entail? As an inspector, I work out in the field alongside the contractors and make sure that they build plans per spec. And the projects that I focus on are roadways, bridges, utilities, stuff along lines like that. I build the streets that you drive on. <laughs> All right. So it wasn't constructing strip malls or high rises. So no. not much real estate exposure there. All right. You get through this mentorship program and what were some of the big takeaways from that? Some of the big takeaways were don't do it by yourself. When I was about nine to 10 months into my journey, I had this mindset of keeping my head down, grinding it out. Don't let negative outside energy get to you. But when 2022 rolled around, I kind of lifted my head up and I thought, I'm kind of alone right now. This is not an alone place to be. This is a team sport. So my mindset changed beginning of 2022. And I thought, if I'm going to be successful, I've got to make some noise. People need to know who I am. So I started networking and getting out there and putting my name and just letting people know that, hey, this is what I'm doing. Something like syndication exists if you're ever interested in real estate. All right. So you weren't really doing it yet. You just came out of a mentorship program. How does one start networking saying, hey, look at me. You don't have a track record and it's something you want to do. So what advice do you give the best ever listeners that are wanting to start out? What networking advice would you give them? Number one, I think that helped me the most was recognizing my strengths and weaknesses early on and finding someone to compliment that. I found my current sponsor slash partner through a Facebook post. It was as simple as that. And I just ask the question, how can I add value to you? How can I help your business? All the while, I also keep 
learning and growing. So it was as simple as a Facebook post. He reached out, we jumped on a call, we introduced each other. He wanted me to underwrite a property to see where I was at. And he liked it. We decided to move forward. And that property that I initially underwrote was the deal that we just closed on last month. Congrats. So that's your first property in real yeah. estate. Yep. All right. Tell me more about the dynamics. Is this person an existing syndicator? Have they been around for a while? Yes. He's been around for years now. He works closely with Mark Kinney with Think Multifamily. And it's really exciting because the deal that we just closed on, Mark Kinney is on the deal too. And, and they work closely together. Is this a one-time partnership or are you going to be working together for future deals as well? We will be working together for the foreseeable future. I understand that partnerships come and go, goals change. But for right now, the opportunity to work with an experienced team has just really propelled me forward with learning and understanding how this business works. So for right now, I'm solely focused on him and his company and learning how to manage assets. Understood. Morgan, can you take us through the process from that Facebook post to underwriting to how you got to closing on this property? I want to know your role, what your tasks were, and how you got to where you are today. So after our call, we did the whole underwriting. So after we decided to work together, he put me on one of his properties. We still have it, a 100 unit portfolio in Kalamazoo. So because that's a portfolio, we kind of managed it a little different. We create different reports for that. So I began to learn the process of reading financial reports from the property management company, learning what questions to ask, what to look at for, poking holes in everything, because that's your job as an asset manager. You want to make sure that everything is running smoothly and to ask questions, always ask questions. If you're not sure, ask a question. And then from there, the tasks just started to grow. At first, it was reading financial reports. Then it was communicating with lenders and providing documents that they may require on a quarterly or monthly basis, and then really engaging with the rest of the team. And then from there, it's just like, hey, here's another property. <laughs> yeah, Here you go. I, I, I love the initiative and I love the moral of this story is just add value to others and see where that can take you. Can we dive into the numbers on this property? The one you just closed on last month? Oh, yeah. What was the purchase price? 44.5 million. Okay. And how much did you raise for that? I actually was not able to raise any money for this property, full transparency. And that's okay. I'm 15 months into this journey. I understand that raising capital takes time. Hold on. I wasn't picking on you. I meant how much did you collectively raise? <laughs> oh, we had to raise 12.7. Okay. And what's the play on this property? Is it value add, class B, C? Class C value add. Where is it located? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And you are not in Baton Rouge. No, I am in Dallas. <laughs> okay. 
So are you all remotely managing this property? No, I don't believe anyone is located in Baton Rouge except for our property management team. Okay, so you are remotely managing the property. Okay, yes. Yes, got yes. it. Okay. What's the CapEx required for renovations, upgrades? Our CapEx budget, I believe, was around 1.7. Okay, so that's not bad. Roughly 3 4% of the total purchase price. And with the $12.7 million raised, what's the return to investors projected to be? We are projecting, off the top of my head, 107 total return. Cash on cash was around 12%, I believe. And when we looked at this property, when you looked at the current rent roll versus what the market was doing, we were substantially below. And now that we've gotten into the weeds of it after closing, we can understand why those rents were the price that they're at now. So we're working on cleaning up the property, getting it nice and pretty, and dealing with some other operational stuff so we can really drive those rents up to what the market is performing at. How many years is the anticipated hold? Six. Okay. And over time, it's roughly a 12% IRR? Yes. Okay. And what did you learn from watching this group raise $12.7 million? Something I learned, just the presence that they have in the industry. It goes back to putting yourself out there and just letting people know your name and networking and telling people what you do. You got to put in a lot of legwork up front. And then there comes a point in the journey where it starts to shift. And then all of a sudden the money starts coming to you and you don't have to go to the money. So that right there is, I think has been the biggest lesson that I've learned. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's three-hour Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $2 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars twice in the last 20 years and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and real estate investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever and enroll today. And right now, best ever listeners, you can enroll for over $500 off. Go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. 
They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investor Guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. I love what you said earlier. I started making noise. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Get loud. (laughs) So having seen this process all the way through, what are you going to do on the next deal to try to raise capital? Right now, I'm filling the funnel and just connecting with all different kinds of people. However, the one thing I have found with that is learning where to network because there's a lot of business groups out there where it turns into a bunch of sales pitches. You kind of take a step back and you think this is not exactly what I wanted. (laughs) So it's a bunch of trial and error, figuring out where to go and the right people to meet and connect with. But for the next property, it's just perfecting the pitch and being able to answer any question that is thrown my way. And if I don't have an answer, find one, ask. And yeah, just continuing to expand my network. Morgan, in your bio, it stated that you are an asset manager of 428 units. Is that the property you just closed on? I actually help manage over 800 units. We just closed on the 404 unit in Baton Rouge. Earlier this year, we closed on 328 units. That one, I came in on the back end of it. So I wasn't a part of that deal. I was still helping with the 100 unit portfolio. But now as of last month, I took on the portfolio, the 328 and the 404 unit to help manage So you essentially manage the property management company. Yes. I've taken on a bunch of the smaller but essential tasks. So staying up to date on construction projects. Where are we at with this? What do you need help with? What do we need to get off the ground? Poking holes in the financial reports. Hey, what does this number mean? What can we do here to make it better? And really what you find is a lot of it is the same throughout properties. But then of course you have different projects for each property. So learning how to organize what you can expect versus this property specifically. Morgan, what are some of the thorns in your side in managing these property management companies? I think the biggest thorn in my side is myself. (laughs) And I think that's because I have learned a tremendous amount over the past seven months since doing this. And it's one of those things where when you make a mistake, it's not a bad mistake, but you look at it and you think, oh, Morgan, you knew that. You should have known that. Why did that happen? So me, for sure, I'm the biggest thorn in my side. (laughs) That's an honest and humble answer. What are thorns dealing with the PM company? Not hearing back in a timely manner, I would say. I almost feel like I come across 
like I'm bombarding them, asking them for questions, but really it's, we're on a bit of a timeline here. If you don't have an update, okay, I need you to at least say that and then tell me what you're doing to fix the situation. So timely communication is big between the asset management team and the property management. How do you implement a solution to fix that? I'm just super nice in my emails. <laughs> like, hey, just following up on this matter. It's been two days or so. Do you have an update? I didn't ask the cause of it. I asked for the solution. How do you make them respond more timely? For me, I just keep pressing them. And if it's not working, I bring in the higher person. If my sponsor has to step in and say, hey, this is immediate. We need immediate action today. Then that's what I do. Yeah. I spent 15 years in the corporate world and I'm trying to think back to those days. And that was a long time ago. But in a lot of our contracts, we had SLAs, standard language agreement. I don't remember what it was, but anyway, in there, there was timelines for responses and communication and fixes. So do you think having a sit down just with you and the PM company and maybe establishing some guidelines or some standard practices and, hey, listen, if I send you some form of communication, are you able to respond by this time? I really like that idea. I haven't thought of that before. I have my own weekly meetings with certain people at the PM company for construction projects and stuff like that for a weekly update before our asset management call the following day or two. But that's the first time I've heard that. So I'm going to look into that and figure out if there's a way I can. Yeah. It makes you more self-sufficient instead of relying on bringing others in. You find your own solutions and you add even more value to your team, right? So listen, I get the being nice thing, but when it's time to not be nice, it's time to find solutions, right? So maybe that helps. What's a lesson you would tell yourself when you got into real estate? What's a learning moment or advice you would have given your beginner self? Do what I'm doing now, but earlier. I would have wished that I hadn't kept my head down for so long. It's been 15 months. I really haven't been doing this for that long. But if I could go back to day one, it would be to be more outgoing and outspoken earlier on and be able to partner with experienced people earlier in the process. Yeah, I love it. And I think what you've accomplished in 15 months is incredible and could be a good roadmap for others to follow. In terms of what you're doing next, what's your role going to be on future deals? I have really enjoyed asset management. I love the communication that you build between you and the team, the organization skills that you acquire, and seeing the property turn into this vision that you have for it when all of these things are put into place. So I can see myself doing some asset management in the future. I like that. Good. And then Morgan, somebody that follows in your footsteps basically adds value to an existing team. What can they be expected to be compensated? Is it part of the GP? Is it salary or both? 
Both. It's really going to depend on the structure of whoever you're working with. If you can bring a lot of value to the table, yeah, you can get a slice of the GP. Something that I've had a conversation with myself was to not get caught up in getting a slice of the GP or making the most money. For me personally, it was all about learning and growing because this is a marathon, not a sprint. I want to take every opportunity I can to learn and grow. So getting a slice of the GP, that's cool. You can also be on the asset management side like me and earn a percentage of the collections you've made for that month. Or if the person is very established with their company, they could put you on a payroll. So it's really going to depend on who you're working with. Yeah, I love your advice. And really, you set out to just learn. And that should be the focus versus, hey, what's in it for me? So thank you for sharing that. Morgan, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Be open-minded with taking on any opportunity that you can. Like we said, it's all about learning and growing when you're first starting out. Second is fall in love with the process. You're going to have a lot of ups and downs. When you're up, you're up. But when you're down, you're down. But we're all here to be the best version of ourselves. So enjoy the ride. (laughs) I love it. Morgan, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, geez. Okay. I think. (laughs) Uh, You don't sound ready, but let's do it. All right. I'm ready. (laughs) What's the best ever book you recently read? Oh, my goodness. Where to start? Off the top of my head, I go to a mindset book. He's one of my favorite authors, Ryan Holiday. Ego is the enemy and the obstacle is the way. Morgan, what's the best ever way you like to give back? Right now it's free content. And I love being able to answer questions about real estate to anyone who is interested or already involved. So free content. And then down the line, I have an idea for a nonprofit that I would eventually like to start. And man, if I could get that off the ground, I would love to change some lives on that one. Morgan, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Through LinkedIn, full name Morgan Henry, or my email, morgan at cassinicapital.net. Morgan, thank you for your time today, sharing your story. Collegiate athlete, didn't love what you were doing, went to a mastermind, started making some noise, and just wanted to add value to others. And in 15 months, you've accomplished a lot. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. Best ever listeners. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share the podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Also follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day.